Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Sunday, October 1st, 2017. This episode 102, Composers of 20th and 21st Century Music. When I was 18 years old, freshman in college, incoming music education major. I had a lot of classes, ones that I also expected to have in my first year. I knew about music theory, I had taken it in high school, and I was told that I was going to have some type of sight singing and ear training. Certainly band and chorus, lessons on my instrument, chamber ensemble, and some of my core classes, ones that everyone needs to take in college. And one of the classes I had was called the Analysis of Music. And I thought it was going to have something to do with music theory. The one that was missing from my schedule, the one course I didn't see, was music history. Unbeknownst to me, that was going to turn out to be my history course, but not exactly the history that I expected. You see, the goal of the instructor and the philosophy of the university was to open the minds of the students who had entered. And it was perfect for me, because I learned things in that class that the average person just never learns in a lifetime. Unless you're exposed to it every day by someone who's an expert in the field. See, this particular class, instead of starting music history from the very beginning of time, it was more of a music and arts appreciation class. And within the first month, we spent a ton of time on the NEA. No, not the National Education Association. This would be the National Endowment for the Arts. This was an organization which, to be fair, was pretty liberal. And a lot of the grants and a lot of the funding provided by the NEA were given to artists who tended to be a bit controversial in nature. One of those artists I recall early on was Robble, Robert, not Robble, Robert Maplethorpe. We examined several pieces of artwork, one of which was called Piss Christ, in which the crucifix has been submerged into a giant container of urine. Certainly, this ruffled the feathers of several of my more conservative classmates. 
I just found it intriguing. I didn't really have a particular opinion on it. But it really started to broaden my mind as to what artists could do and how they could push the envelope. Now this, a lot of the things that we learned were not necessarily current topics. Some of them had happened 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Some of them were a bit more current. And then we learned a little more about musicians, as well as some 20th century music. Now, we hear 20th century music, and of course, 20th century music, music of this century, rock and roll, rap, hip-hop, grunge music. You could even go with jazz, blues, many forms of international music, and even the folk music that we call folk music of today we tend to identify more and associate folk music more with the 1960s and 1970s, even though folk music has been around forever. But what's very odd about the music industry, and some people can also view it a bit as being arrogant, I don't think that's an unfair statement, is that 20th century music is really none of that. It actually has nothing to do with all those different genres because 20th century music is 20th century quote-unquote classical music. And it's music that breaks the tradition, shatters the glass ceiling. Music that has been scrutinized by many and praised and beloved by others. There are a lot of pros and cons to this music. Absolutely, the biggest pro for this style of music is it allows the composer to have complete and utter creative freedom and to be able to try things and do things that simply haven't been done before. Some of the composers have gone on to have some success, do very, very well financially. If we look at minimalism, composers who come to mind who have, who have done very well, John Adams, he's a tremendous, tremendous composer. And a lot of his works are accessible. Accessible simply meaning the average person who listens to his music may find it compelling and enjoyable. We have other ones like Philip Glass and Steve Reich. And the list can go on and on. If you look up 20th century music, these are the names you're going to see. Well, who are these people? They're people who are trying different types of things to push the envelope. But here's the thing, though. There are a lot of students who will enter the world of composition 
they'll attend their particular colleges and they'll be well schooled on this style of music, which is absolutely fine. The idea of uh, to understand what exactly a prepared piano is, that is important. It's important for anybody who's looking to compose for a living because you really need to be exposed to as many different forms and styles of music as possible. But here's the issue. Every single composer, and when I say composer, I'm talking about students who I knew who went into school for composition. Every single one in the end wound up unhappy, unsuccessful, and wound up doing a massive career change. In almost every situation, they left music altogether. And they weren't bad. Some of them were wonderful. Here's what they found out the hard way. When you're in college, there are so many colleges in this country and around the world which give you an environment that's not real. It's not what's truly going on in the real world. There are professors that teach at universities who were unbelievably successful in the public schools, private schools, schools where you're working with children ages 5 to 18. There are also a lot of professors there who were failed teachers in those elements, or they never had any desire to teach those age groups. And when they become professors in colleges, some of them are terrific, but there are a lot of them that have no grasp on reality. I can absolutely say that because I had quite a few over the time that I was in college. Really very, very few in music. Most of them had a pretty good idea of what was going on out there. Some of the other ones leave a little bit to be desired. They were definitely on another planet at times with some of their, their lines of thinking. and 21st century music doesn't sound on a whole I'm not saying that all of it on a whole it just doesn't sound like anything that the average person would ever enjoy listening to long term and that's why it just doesn't work I'm not saying that it's bad there's nothing wrong with it it is what it is here's the thing if it doesn't sell, then how are you going to make money doing it? You can be that artist, just creating, creating, and creating, creating. But if your artwork is never appreciated by anyone, and there's no demand for it, and nobody cares for it, it doesn't make you a bad artist, but it doesn't make you a rich artist. It doesn't even 
make you a poor artist. It makes you an artist who doesn't have any money at all. Not a poor artist, someone who has no money. And you'll find yourself unhappily needing to accept positions which may or may not be in music. Hopefully, for that opportunity, continue in your craft. 20th and 21st century music is, on the whole, a genre which never truly caught on with the public as a whole. Again, I can't stress enough the creative elements, the time and the passion put into it. But ask yourself this question. If you're listening to this podcast and you think about any, any concert you've been to in the last five years, if you're an avid concert goer, how many concerts have you been to where one of the works on the concert is a classical symphony and then another one is a work that features a soloist and then the third work is a, wait for it, world premiere. Do you know what happens to a lot of works that are world premieres? Those wind up being the only performances ever. And why? Because it doesn't catch on. I can't begin to tell you how many professional musicians I've known to have sung in choruses, played with major ensembles who detest that part of music. Again, it's not that they don't appreciate what the composers put into it, but a lot of the music will have amateur qualities for various instruments and things sometimes will be just void altogether. It's often not enjoyable for the performers. And here's why it's not enjoyable. If you're playing Beethoven, Beethoven didn't really care if the music was too hard for you to play. He wrote it and he expected you to play. Period. End of story. Didn't care how hard it was. Here's the thing. With most Beethoven works, you feel pretty good about the performance after that, after all is said and done. If you put in your blood, sweat, and tears into that performance, you feel pretty good about it. If you are playing a symphony of Mahler and you're a brass player, you are taxed, you are spent at the end, but you have a level of satisfaction. And some of the music that's written of today, it just doesn't work. I'm not saying all of it, just some of it. It hasn't caught on. Now I have some 20th, 20th, 
composers who are good friends of mine, they do great work. Great work. Some of their stuff is played frequently and deservedly so. They are in the extreme minority. So I'm not here today to just kill dreams and say say to people, you're never going to be successful in this. I think you should always follow your dreams, but I think you should follow your dreams with this particular type of music, with and definitely err on the side of caution. And know that this is a style of music that, again, on the whole for the American public, it simply hasn't caught on. It hasn't worked. And even my friends who are fabulous at what they do, great composers, if I go up to the average person, the average person has absolutely no idea who they are. No com- no clue at all. The average person does not know who Philip Glass is or Steve Reich. And if I say John William, John, excuse me, John Adams, they're going to think immediately of one of the two Adams presidents, or maybe they might think of beer, just Sam Adams. But I don't think they're going to think about the composer, who's one of the preeminent. 20th, 21st century style composers of today. So if you're going to, if you're planning on pursuing a degree in composition, my strongest advice would be do something along with it. Take it as a minor. I took composition when I was in college. And I found out the cold, hard reality. I wasn't exceptional at it. I was okay at it. It helped me to understand orchestration. It helped me to understand the the things that go into writing a melody, writing a harmony. But I quickly, to my credit, I feel very good about this, I quickly realized that this is is definitely not going to be for me, and I realized at age, I think it was 19 or 20 when I took the class, this is absolutely never going to pay the bills for me. Nobody's going to be waiting for my next big hit, because it, there are too many people out there creating the music. And just one more thing along with this composition of 20th and 21st century music. People are far more apt to use technology today to create their music. Nine-year-old children in my classes can create their own music now. They have the tools. Those tools were absolutely not available as recently as, I'll just say 15 years ago. Just weren't available. So, you also have to keep that in mind. Twentieth, twenty-first century music, there are merits to it, but I have to call it for what it is. As much as I enjoy listening to some of the works of some of the composers I mentioned today, 
it's not going to cut it to make a living. If you are pursuing composition, consider following your dreams, but also adding something else to your repertoire so you don't come out being a one-trick pony.